0: Hello and welcome to Red Access and the Valley of Community Transport, and our special guest, David Squires from Vasa. My name's Ollie. This is Red Access. Let's jump in. Hello and welcome to our listeners out there, and welcome to episode eight of the Red Access podcast. And in this episode, we're very lucky to have Mr. David Squires with us as a special guest. Now. David and I have known each other for a while and we essentially had a breakfast meeting in March 2016 which kicked off the foundations of what is now known around the country as Red XS and I really wanted him to be our first guest on the show. I got him, it took a bit of persuasion, but here he is and you'll be able to listen in on how VASA started up their community transport services and a little of their history and some more really interesting topics on community transport in general. You'll also hear how Red Access has enabled them to grow further and scale their services even further into the community and beyond like never before. So without further ado, let's listen in. Hi David, how are you doing? Welcome to the Red Access podcast. Uh, Thank you very much for being our very first guest on the show. It's
1: a pleasure, Holly, and uh, good morning to you. Uh, uh, I think it's the first time I've been a guinea pig on a on a radio uh, talk show. But there you go. You know, it happens to the best of people. Uh, or every day of the week. Um, okay, um, Vasa uh, was started in uh, 1978. Which I think was before you were born.
0: A little bit before my time. Yes, a little, a little bit. bit before yep. your time. So yep.
1: you'll have to forgive my grey beard, you know, <laughs> which I will I will go to the barbers and, uh, get it shortened after this interview.
0: Um, <laughs> he hasn't actually got a beard.
1: <laughs> really going back to seventy eight, um, it's it's interesting actually because um, Vasa is, is in good company. Um, the mm. number of things that happened in that year, in that particular year, that uh, I thought thought were quite interesting. Uh, for instance, uh, Johnny Wilkinson, who many, no doubt, have your Who's listeners. that guy? Never heard of him. Yeah, that? I know. Many of your listeners have <laughs> he heard, anything. perhaps you didn't. Um, <laughs> and I feel the uh, people that uh, like um, film shows and films in general will also recognise the name of Kelly, Kelly Brook. Mm. Um, so, you know, somebody you don't forget in a hurry.
0: Not the model, I guess.
1: Uh, well... I'm talking about the actress. <laughs> um, another couple of uh, interesting uh, people born in that year were Will Young, uh, who everybody knows from the music, uh, the music world, and also, of course, that uh, football legend called Michael Owen. Uh, yeah. Uh, on perhaps the incident side, there were there were some inter- quite interesting things that happened uh, in the same year that Vassar was born. Uh, the Antiques Roadshow, for example, they had their first broadcast. And another one was um, the world's first one million pound footballer was bought. Mm. So you can see we're in good company. That's things have changed, haven't they? <laughs> yeah, they have been around a while. Things have changed.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So anyway, go back into the, to the beginnings and where we all started and where we were. Uh, uh was in actual fact the CVS, which is probably better known to a lot of the people that are listening to this today. And it started off in a, a room in the old hospital of Stratford-on-Avon. Oh, wow. Um wow. And then that's uh, with the particular purpose of trying to get people from A to B picking them up from their home and so, taking them. So that's them.
0: where the community transport actually started? That
1: is where the community transport really that. started. Amazing. Yeah.
0: And you were only down the road from that, weren't you, opposite in Arden Court? Virtually, yeah. Oh, that's amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah. because uh, then as time went by, um, we we moved into um, uh, a wooden hut, because we outgrew the the room in the hospital, hmm. so that was the next extension.
0: So already in the early days, your transport services were growing.
1: Exactly, it was growing. Wow. It was growing, and then we um, graduated to a porter cabin. <laughs> Subsequently, again, showing that the uh, service was in demand, yeah. was growing. We needed yeah. more volunteers. Yeah. And I hasten to add that an awful lot of this is volunteer driven. Yeah, you know yeah. we don't have. 20 or 30 paid personnel to do this job Mm we don't it's uh, very very much volunteer driven I
0: think that's the thing that people need to understand isn't it they're like a little secret army and before I got involved on this which we'll come on to later like I had no idea certainly in this area just how many volunteers there were doing this job and without them these services just would not exist What's very, very
1: true, and it's even more relevant today, because, yeah. you know, with uh, with funding um, becoming increasingly difficult yeah. you to get, yeah. you know, with councils playing both ends towards the middle, mm. then, you know, the volunteer aspect is so important, mm. it mm. really is. Mm. And then, subsequently, we moved to uh, the premises in Arden Street, uh, which is, again, where people probably recognise the address and things like that. Yeah and then subsequently to Elizabeth House uh, in the centre of Stratford. So that very, very briefly is um, a history of how we started, when we started. And I would like just to mention uh, one particular person who was there right at the beginning um, and really started off from a a personnel point of view, and that's Clarissa Roberts. Clarissa was a fantastic servant uh, for the organisation. And uh, she really uh, stuck at it so' it's thick and thin, and you know we, we all do really respect carissa's efforts in in this regard. It was a tremendous effort.
0: I bet she had no idea that starting at it back then would lead to what happens today well exactly uh, it's amazing what exactly they do
1: right here. you know um, and the interesting thing was that um the way things were recorded in those days is a great big paper chain <laughs> and I have mm. never seen so many different coloured papers in mm. my life. Mm. I all, remember, yeah, and that stuck all, around, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. All, all relevant yeah. to uh, the different types of journeys, etc. That's, so really
0: that's amazing because the first time I went in to look at the office after we'd had our sure, chat, which we'll then. come to later, it was, there was a blue paper and a pink paper and that was in 2016. So in all that time... Not a lot changed in terms of your process of operating, which is quite amazing, really. So the system she set up, really, (coughs) was probably the basis of Red XS. It was, yeah. Which is amazing. Very, very true. Very different world, very different technology. Here we are sat in a studio recording a studio show, and she had no idea.
1: Well, this is it. She also recognized um, towards the end of her service with Vasa that The computer was eventually going to take Mm. over, Mm. and she did instigate, instigate again with the help of another volunteer, the very first system getting this into a computer system. Wow! Yeah, Clarissa, thank you.
0: And that was the lady that I remember. You had a um, sort of Excel setup, didn't you? Was that the lady that helped set that up um, from the from the beginning? From the beginning. Yeah, Yeah. 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 Amazing. Yeah. yeah, because we took a lot of insight in, in that in terms of the postcodes, the way that worked, the way that set up, and the basis of your reporting was actually how we first built access we actually reverse engineered it. You know, it's interesting, David, just listening to you talking there, that how important transport is and how it, it actually supports other um, services in the local community, and that even right from the start, the one driver way back then was still transport, and I know you've been working on other initiatives in the local area, perhaps you want to talk about some of that as well now?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, the biggest thing um, at the moment is the fact that uh, Vasa has acknowledged the fact that um, people, as they get older, are also living longer. And as a result, social isolation becomes a big factor. And um, there have been some very good brainstorming sessions as to how we can try and help the community in general uh, with this. Uh, To this extent, um, things like... um, lunch clubs have sprung up, which we're hoping to extend into the southern part of Warwickshire, which is part of our area, Yeah, um, you know, which is a really good community thing and gets people together to talk to people. Yeah, yeah. Um, We've recently um, also started a, a singing group, and uh, it's quite interesting, actually, to hear some of the music. Uh, or you might call it otherwise, <laughs> that, that comes out of the front room
0: of Depends Elizabeth. Singing, I, isn't it? Elizabeth
1: Court office sometimes. I think when
0: you're in there, it's all in tune, isn't it?
1: Uh, <laughs> definitely not. Definitely not. Um, my choir boy days are long gone. Um, and there are a number of things like that that uh, we are exploring and, and extending. Um, the not, as they call it, the Nosh and Natter sessions as well. This is where. Little groups of people can get together in a pub, and um, you know, just have a natter. But at least it means that they're getting out of four walls.
0: And that's yeah, and that's um, definitely crucial in rural areas. And I
1: think it's also uh, we're working with the parish councils as well and explain to them what we're doing, what service is yeah. all about. Yeah. And to that extent, it means that we can get people to dentists appointments uh, and all that type of uh, facility as well. So yeah. all in all, it's as it were thinking outside the box and yeah. realizing you know what the demand is out there yeah. and see whether using bus as transport as the base yeah. then we can extend and improve life yeah it's yeah and that's, a lot that's of these people yeah yeah
0: i mean I, I find it really interesting because um you know i didn't know i mean i had been working with you for a while i had no idea what vasa did on a transport level until we had a little conversation and um I find it really interesting that, you know, a lot of people didn't even know about you, even though they live in the local area. And I think we're seeing, certainly in Red Excess we're seeing a lot of increased demand in your area and your services. And I think a lot of that is because people are starting to talk in the community and saying, you know, we need to get to places more often, more frequently. And certainly in this area, in the rural locations that we are, without it, people literally do go nowhere. And I think when the snow comes down, you know, all of us can have that sense of dread that we can't get somewhere and, and I always think well imagine if that was your everyday life and for a lot of people you know that are going to these events that you're putting on for people without these events they really would be cut off from society
1: it's very very true it's very very true and um, a lot of them um, really do thoroughly enjoy you know what they oh you can see it on yeah, their faces um, yeah and uh, you know it just certainly does brighten up their lives mm, absolutely
0: so, it serves
1: a pretty good purpose. Yeah. yeah,
0: it all comes back to transport. Yeah, and it, it's crazy because it's you never think about how I got somewhere. I just got there. Yeah, I mean, there's a bit of a stress in between, and that's where we've tried to help with you know automating a lot of the workflows to get that happening. But we often get to somewhere and don't think, oh, I just got here. You know, and I think it's often certainly I probably imagine on the funding side, people often forget that the, the foundation of everything we do is ultimately driven by transport. Absolutely.
1: I'd like to plug in here now for our drivers as well. Mm. Um, We're always looking for new drivers. But again, without them, we wouldn't Mm. be able to provide the service. And we have got some fantastic drivers, we really hope. Yeah, um, I mean, you've
0: got some of the best, I think.
1: Yeah, but, um, you know, some real characters as well. Mm. Um,
0: one, of well them one of them was, even bought a taxi, I believe. A silver taxi from uh, yes, London. Yes, he did. Unbelievable. And he did it on the basis that they could get into the taxi easier. Easier, that's, that's quite right. quite
1: amazing. Easier, that's quite right. And yeah, the fact that we've been able to encourage an um, international footballer, a rugby footballer. Yes, to, yeah, from um, Wales, yeah. Uh, to yeah. uh, to come along and yeah. uh, spend a few hours with us. Also, I think I know, the girls in the
0: office enjoyed room. that one, didn't they? <laughs> well, uh,
1: <laughs> and of course, you know, <laughs> uh, giving a plug for our calendar. I know we're only four, four months into the year, yeah. but yeah. that's that's quite an eye opener for yeah. how um, volunteers can yeah. really cooperate. And it really is an interesting calendar, you know, depicting the past with the the land girls for one, yeah. um, and double oh seven for another and uh, things like that so if anybody's interested you can get a calendar visit your website
0: visit their website at www.vasa.org.uk and uh, i think interestingly again there's this perception i think locally that uh, volunteer driving is for the for the elderly and it's not the case is it because as you say you've got a, a rugby player that's driving for you and it's you know I got injured recently playing tennis quite badly and it hit me that I might not be able to drive and it suddenly dawned on me how am I going to get to meetings and of course my first thought then was community transport three years ago I would never have thought that because it's not a a well publicized thing although we are we are trying aren't we and we're, we're getting it out there hence why I've got David on the show today to tell people just the kind of work that these people do day to day in the background out of the media out of the spotlight nobody wants to be, be seen as such but they want to be seen to be doing a really good job and I think for everyone out there anyone that's got a vehicle if you really do want to get involved in, in volunteering and doing a really good thing and, and it doesn't have to go out of your way does it either in life it's you know if you're going to the shops one day and you think oh I'm going to be in Stratford for two or three hours I could take some people in you know people like Bassa really want to hear from you
1: yeah, it's true. That I think um, another uh, avenue we're exploring with regard to drivers is we're also very conscious now of the fact that uh, in these traffic districts, um, a lot of the funding has now disappeared for um, for transport for school children or students mm. going from A to B, mm. and um, we're trying to persuade um, a lot of perhaps the the drivers as so the children to schools. Um, might like to, you know, continue their journey mm. and spend a couple of hours uh, taking people hither or thither mm. uh, from A to B mm. um, as part of their half day. Mm. and you know fulfilling a very very uh, worthy cause and, and need in the community
0: yeah and I think when I was last in the office we were talking about you know can local businesses support as well and help and say you know we've got some employees that are on a lunch break you know locally can they support people as they're trying to get from A to B as well yeah. um, and it's interesting that you know companies like Uber and Lyft that have just floated as well and Uber's about to float that you know this demand for transport is not just at a community level either; it's, it's a city level as well, and it's it's it doesn't seem to be going anywhere, does it? It's it's just growing all the time. And again, I think we should discuss that that is a potential issue for certain areas like this because I don't know about you, but I'm noticing when I'm driving around, you know, I could get to Stratford very quickly in the past, but now if I hit a certain time frame, I'm stuck in traffic for it could be thirty minutes, which is unheard of in areas such as this. And you know, the housing development in this area has gone up tremendously. Um, and what's your thoughts on this? Because obviously, you know, I love driving, I do enjoy it, um, but some people hate driving. But everyone seems to have a car these days, and you add these numbers onto the roads and the families coming to the areas, which of course we all want, but you know, there is a knock on effect to the local um, road structure, isn't
1: there? Well, without a doubt, there is, and uh, it does concern me. Um, living in Shipston with all the developments going on there, for mm. example, um, the roads are becoming more and more busy and, and uh, damaged. And damaged, of course. Mm. Yeah, that's there's, there's another story. But yeah, it, it is a concern to know exactly where all this is going to finish up. Mm. And I think also that there has to be a realization, at a level far higher than Vasa, mm. that yes. community transport is very, very important, and there yes. should be far more emphasis yeah. uh, put on uh, facilities being available yeah. to facilitate that. Yeah, um, uh, I agree. But uh, we have time will tell. Um, yeah. But you know, the point you made um, does. Beg the question as to whether in actual fact car sharing should in actual fact be mm. something which a lot of people perhaps can consider. Mm. And I know that um, maybe in the future this is something which VASA could look at and
0: uh, maybe develop. Well, we're certainly looking at it on the Red XS side. We've already started the conversations to sort of say how would this work. Um, and we, we obviously have the technology behind us to say, you know, I'm a driver, I have a car available, who wants a ride? We're in the process of developing the passenger portal to enable passengers to book online and via their mobile phones. And yeah, we are hopefully not too far away from people in the local area saying, I want a journey, I want to go shopping, who's available, who do I know? And we actually wanna take that a step further and say that if you know, for example, I know you, for example, but you might know someone else and because you know they know you, I would say, yeah, I'm happy to take a ride with that person. We wanna build elements of personalization around the people that are driving because i I, I'm, I may be wrong but i think uber and the way lyft work you don't necessarily know who that driver is or know if they know anyone else so there's that sort of nature of um uh, you know you wouldn't want to get into a car you know, stranger danger you wouldn't want to get into a car with a stranger and i think that's the one thing that struck me about you know red access and what we're doing with you as well is is at least on our side we know who those drivers drivers are they've been vetted they've been checked and I think that's a really important function that's missing, perhaps, on a on a more commercial level. And I, that's what I really, I think, enjoy about this project. And I say it's a project it's going on, it's growing in leaps and bounds. But it's a really interesting thing. And, and we should focus on the word community transport, that, you know, we are serving the community first. And if we can work together as a community, it's amazing what you can achieve. Mm.
1: Oh, You're yeah, absolutely right. I think... Uh the uh, the student side is a, tip- well, a uh, typical example because uh, I know a lot of parents don't drive mm, and yeah. uh, you know, they have been looking for the opportunity of a reliable yeah. transport source. Yeah. Hence the reason we are very particular. Every driver has a DBS check.
0: Yes, which is, is one. important to emphasise.
1: And um, up to recently, we haven't uh, actually been insured to carry children as mm. just purely students mm. without their parents, mm. we now have that and insurance cover. That, yeah. So we've changed that. Yeah. So again, it's another way in which we're trying to keep pace with what yeah. the demand is yeah. and uh, playing, you know, playing to the uh, the needs of. Uh, other community in general
0: so i think we should talk about how red access kicked off then david and how we uh, move things forwards on it because i think i believe the brief i got in was it the white bear in shipston was ollie can you develop a system where i press a button and get all my data and i sort of sat there and laughed at you and went why not <laughs> and uh, here we are today uh, was it two and a bit years later so far and it's it's bonkers where it's gone really
1: yeah it's very true um going back to those days um It was a challenge, and um, as I'm interested in the financial side, the other side of the coin was that I um, wanted to be certain that at one stage we could in actual fact invoice the drivers that had paid us and uh, things like that, so that you know I got a a paper train as it it were. But yeah, it it was it was an interesting challenge and uh, to convert from a coloured paper system. So something which we've got now has been an interesting learning curve and I think it was a case of um, trying to put across to you what mm. the organization was trying to achieve yeah slowly enough yeah for the personnel who could operate it yeah. to absorb it and take it on board yeah. because I know and you know you are very very quick you want to get from here to there yesterday <laughs> yeah it's true it's but true. sometimes we have to say hang on Ollie yeah let's absorb it rain and it in and let's rain it you <laughs> <laughs> said it uh, but having said that I think the last two years have been uh, very interesting from our breakfast chats mm. Um, mm. and it's been you know it's been very constructive because mm. Um, we've had, the has had the ideas and you've been able to convert those ideas And I think what reality. I have like
0: about it as well is, you know, as we've had other people come onto the platform, we've sort of had this community sense of, you know, what I found very early on, I thought this was a, a local issue. I thought, great, what a great little project to kick off. It, it felt really good starting it. I very quickly learned that the problems you had uh, in terms of, and they weren't really problems, they were more sort of things like, you know, pressing a button, you get instant reports now, whereas in the pipe it was taking like six days, wasn't it? Seven days to generate a manual report. You now get like 25 reports at the click of a button. And that's what I mean by a problem. You know, we've now streamlined that process. And I think when I opened up the doors and talked to others, I realized this was a sort of a national problem. There was a bigger problem behind the scenes. And because as we discussed already, you know, these services aren't really promoted that well. And, I I really enjoy it I think it's quite an addiction as well it's quite an addictive thing because you you, we're always trying to move forward and you are right along the way we've pushed out some updates a little quicker than we should have done in the early days but sometimes you've got to drop people in the deep end I guess and um, I think it's amazing where it's coming to in a bit years and you sort of start thinking you know recently launched our gps tracking and all that and the, the demand responsive transport approach which will now open up some really interesting doors i think yeah. with, with your services yeah. uh, and beyond and i think it's what i've really enjoyed as well is um you know we, we've had people come in and talk to you as well and you've learned from them and they've learned from you and we've learned from all of you and it, it's really good isn't it it's really fun
1: yeah it, it, it has been and um it also enabled us to expand not just from the individual client base Mm. But also into social services and, and things like yeah, and that, and yeah, new contracts, and yeah, with yeah. different contracts. Mm. And it's a service which uh, they f- really appreciate. Yes. Um. And it it is growing without a doubt. Yeah. Um. So yes, from that point of view, you know, it's now really expanding, yeah. and there are obviously a lot of other avenues which we can tap into.
0: So hand um, on heart, if you'd stayed on the paper system, would you better do that today? I would be sitting here talking <laughs> to you today, Holly. <laughs> There you go, folks. You heard it from the horse's mouth. Technology does actually work. <laughs> Some days. Yeah, it's, uh, technology
1: is uh, part and parcel of life now. Yeah. And uh, you know, I I openly admit I'm not a techie person at all. Ah, but you get, uh, I, have, you get, I have ideas. Yeah, yeah. And it's really a case of people like yourself being able to put the practicalities to it. Yeah. And there are people, you know, in who work for us in the office who yeah. are checking uh, Oh yeah, are,
0: and the girls in the office are great. Exactly, um, yeah. Right well, and, and and the boys in it, they're not just all girls, but the team you've got around you I think um you watching them go from sort of a madhouse of paper, wasn't it? It it's almost like the old sort of trains yeah. and they put paper on a train carried it it, out so it all there it. It were seven bits of paper i think per journey yeah. and now you just press a button and it's all there and watching them with the headsets now and they're, they're on the phones and they're yeah. typing away putting in the data and, and certain yeah. people can do certain skills that others can't and there are access controls and all that and of course then a feature request will come in you'll get a new contract and all that and then you know, the ongoing development of the software is ever evolving as you evolve. And I think it's really interesting that your growth, I think, was about 126% in the first two years. And it's now already up in 2019. And you, you start thinking, goodness gracious, where's this, where's this going to be in, you know, five years' time, 10 years' time? And what's the nature of that service going to be? There's a lot of interest about autonomous vehicles. And we did a previous podcast about this. And uh, you know what? Community transport <laughs> level, I'm not sure you'd get a vulnerable adult going into a car that's not driven by a, a driver well I'm I must confess it. from a personal point of view I wouldn't <laughs> I don't think I would <laughs> not, not when my car parked itself and no, I
1: couldn't never uh, get back uh, you know, in, in my view I think the roads are far too dangerous <laughs> to no, no, at yuckin'. the moment yeah, uh, yeah. uh, uh, I think that's, uh, that's something definitely for the future
0: it's quite incredible what a breakfast meeting can do
1: I think so, yeah. And I think you know, the breakfast meetings also uh, introduced us to one or two characters who used to come in, you know, <laughs> yes, particularly at uh, Cheltenham race time. Yes, um, yes. And, oh yes,
0: uh, I remember him. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he had a good day, I think, <laughs> or not? Who knows? Not, know, not, who knows
1: <laughs> you know, um, with our friends from across the water, you know, one <laughs> takes what they say with a pinch of salt. That's not there. But no, they were they were very very good, uh, interesting breakfast sessions, um, and. Uh, you know, i 'm grateful for the fact that you 're prepared to listen to to way out ideas that yeah. I might have no I um, enjoy it I enjoy it um, uh, in putting a system together which you know, has got a, a very very good um, uh, purpose in the com- for the community
0: I think the thing from my side on the technology side is you know we had to develop this for somebody who is not techie and you know it 's no disrespect to anyone everyone 's got different skill sets i mean I don't think I could stay on the phone all day with a headset on, you know, but some people are so good at that job, whereas others are very good at, you know, knuckling down and dealing with data. Again, it's not something I would enjoy, but I, I like the creative side and solving the problems. And it's interesting that, you know, Red Access is actually used by people in their 80s, right down to people in their, you know, at schools. And it's, mm-hmm. we're quite proud of the fact that we can, we've enabled this to be used by anybody. And, and you know, i hold my hands up, we don't always get it right, but you know that if we get it wrong, we will fix it pretty much the same day it's you know within hours we, we do that which is again rare but i think it's more our sort of our, our desire on this project to do it right and do it well and i think i said that to you right from the start if i'm going to do this back in march i think we started development sort of around april time in 2016 um i said if i'm going to do it i'm going to do it right yep. and um i think so far we've we've done it right and i
1: yeah. think yeah i think uh, one of the big advantages that uh, we've had is the fact that au uh, local Yes, that, that's um, true. Yeah. And uh, also, be the, there's been a genuine interest yeah, in uh, taking, yeah. on, taking on a, a small organisation's problems. Mm. Mm. And uh, today, it's you know, thank you for, no, you're for the welcome. service I've that, really enjoyed uh, it we've had because okay, every day is different, Yeah and every day throws up its problems. Yeah And uh, I think by and large, everybody um, you know has bowed to the fact that not everything can happen overnight. Yeah, and, and, and
0: yeah, there's got to be a sense of patience in some aspects and. Uh, it's interesting, actually, looking at how far the software's come in two years. Just what it's done for people's lives. And I, I always look back to what 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 our focus was. I, I, we brought it up in that very first meeting. You know, mm-hmm. we took the report data, we reverse engineered the software, and said, "Let's forget the software. Let's go back a step and let's think about how we get Mister Squires from A to B." And we thought, you know, talk through what you currently did. I went into the office, had a look at how you ran it, and in the back of my mind, I always thought, you know. If this service went down, how would you get from A to B? And we looked at the financials of it and we looked at the models of it. And I think we should probably do another podcast another day about the sort of financial models that you've had in the past, perhaps, and talk about how that can help sustain people. I might just give you a call and we'll go through that. Yeah, and, um, sure. you know, because I think that'd be really beneficial to other users as well and listeners of the show to find out that, you know, part of the biggest drive for me was, you know, with the funding cuts we've discussed today, is how can you generate a sustainable service at a price that's affordable for all? And I think one thing that I've learned this year so far in Red Excess, which I really love, actually, it was quite a moment for me, was we are saving passengers money by finding them the nearest available driver so that they're not paying additional mileage of 45p a mile. So yeah. every mile we save, we're actually saving the passenger. You know, in some cases, we were saving people £8 a go. So there and back, we save them £16. And I was really proud of that moment because I thought this is what technology should be about. We, we always hear the bad news. You know, very rarely do you hear the good news. And and when you look at the data it's now generating, you know what? It was the best breakfast meeting ever. David Squires, thank you very much for coming in. Uh, I'll talk to you soon and no doubt see you sooner. Pleasure, Ollie. Absolutely
1: enjoyed it. Thank you.
0: Thank you.